Howdy, everybody. Welcome to Dulce America. My name is Bing Futch. Thank you very, very much for joining me on our continued exploration in the spring and summer of 2022, taking the fundamentals of music. We started in May with rhythm. We continued in June with a melody. And now we're taking those same songs we looked at, and we are going to add harmony to each of them. This week is an intermediate level lesson, looking at the tune uh, Waltzing Matilda. We went over it last month with the melody. We're going to add the harmony, basically adding chords to the whole thing. We'll explain how it's all done. You can download the music for Waltzing Matilda down here at my Patreon open house. Download the music. Come on back and join us for this. You can follow along. Also, I'll have the uh, music up on the screen so you can take a look at it that way as we break it down and see what makes this whole thing tick. I want to give a big shout out to my Patreon subscribers out there. You guys are the bomb diggity. This summer has been so fun. And um, thank you for being the power behind uh, what I do every day for Patreon. Dulce America is the number one thing that comes out of that. All right, so let's take a look at Waltzing Matilda. We played with this now. We are in D-A-D tuning, and we are in the key of D major. We've learned already that melody comes out of scales, and for every key that we play in that is associated with a scale, seven notes, and those seven notes are what we use to create melody. Now, we don't have to stay inside the key. We can leave the key and bring in other notes and other chords to make things interesting. But people many, many years ago decided that, you know, Sometimes the, the mind, when it listens to a piece of music, doesn't want all of these perplexing new possibilities. Sometimes it just wants comfort food. Sometimes it just wants the red, green, and blue primary colors. It just wants what it knows. So that's what we do a lot of in diatonic music, non-chromatic music. Just seven notes that create our melodies and, of course, provide us the ingredients for our chords that match together with those harmonies. So in the key of D, we have D, E, F sharp, G, A, B, and C sharp. Two sharps on the staff. Those seven notes are going to be used for the creation of our melody here. So if you walk through Waltzing Matilda, you'll see that all of the melody notes, of course, are in the D major scale. Now, with the harmony, typically speaking, if you're working from a lead sheet, and oftentimes you're going to find, when you're looking for pieces of music on the internet, you're going to find just a lead sheet. That means you're going to find just the melody and the chord symbols. No full arrangements, nothing like that. It's completely left up to you. Oftentimes you're going to find the melody and no lead sheet. One of my favorite places to go online is thesession.org. Thesession.org. Great place to find lots of old-time traditional music. And uh, these guys are very, very dedicated over there. They research tunes, and you can make, be sure you're getting uh, the authentic versions of these tunes. Oftentimes, though, you will be met with a lead sheet, and that's it. No chord symbols, no idea of what the chord changes are or when they change. So what you can do is listen to the melody, because oftentimes, for centuries, songwriters and composers have discovered that if you want to have something that works over the top of a chord, you can use anything from the key, right? But when that chord changes, you're gonna have three notes at least that are gonna be inside of that chord. And if you want your note to linger over the top of that chord, remain consonant and harmonious with it, then that one note needs to be actually one of the chord tones, one of the notes that's actually in the chord. Because if you add a note that's not in the chord to the chord, 
you actually change the nature of the chord. It's no longer a G major if you add an F sharp to it. It's no longer a D major if you add a C to it. So that's why we have to be careful about what we play over the top. Now if we're playing a G major and we run through the G major scale, every single note's gonna sound good. for that chord. You don't hear anything negative in there, do you? It all sounds good, right? Now, if I want to linger one of those notes over my G major chord, some of these are going to sound good, and some of these are going to sound, ooh, a little uncomfortable. Let's try some consonant stuff. That's consonant. That sounds great. How about this? this. That's edgy. That's an S, that, that kind of sticks out, doesn't it? That's the seventh scale degree. It tends to do that. So if it wants to linger over a G major chord, F sharp's like, eeeh. But if I want to quickly skip F sharp across a G major, it's fine in small doses. So again, we're talking about that harmonic a relationship between two notes. Is it consonant? Does it sound good? Is it encouraging and uplifting and joyous? Or is it dissonant? Is it discouraging? Is it disquieting? Is it downright disturbed? These are the questions and you'll be able to hear them. Trust your instinct about what sounds really good and what sounds a little questionable when it comes down to marrying our harmonies and things together. All right. So what happens is you've got the melody and you're following this melody and it's full of, for example, uh, Waltzing Matilda. So we're starting off with F sharp, E, D, F sharp, D, then we walk B, C sharp, and D up there. Good portion of those notes are all in the key of D, and they're all in the, sorry, they're all in D major. Not all of them, but a lot of the notes we're hanging out with. F sharp is there. This is from the key of D major. That works. Um, not a bad thing. Some people would change. Some people would put an A in there. Back to D and then to G. Notice when we go to G, that's going to be... Um, Measure two, second half of measure two. Notice the notes there are B, C sharp, D, and we happen to be playing a G. So the G, that B fits perfectly, it's the major third, the D does as well, it's the perfect fifth. So if we hear those notes come in and all of a sudden we're playing notes from G major, then we know that we must have changed the chord. So that's one of your hints when you're playing a melody and you're trying to figure out what the chords are, look at what notes the melody is playing. If it's playing the same notes that are in a particular chord, then more than likely that is the chord. Uh, it's either the major chord or the relative minor. If those notes all of a sudden change and they belong to a different chord, chances are then that the chord has changed. That's one way to, uh, to, to suss that out. 
All right, so let's go ahead and do our waltzing Matilda without. Okay, then we get into our chorus here. So what we're gonna do now is we're just gonna marry each one of those points. And in the case of our Ds, and many of these, we can just do a, um, an open drone on that. Now if you've got the chord symbols above, which they are not in the first part of the music, but when you get to the second part of the music, the second page, you get the chord symbols. So if you already know that your 101 is an A, or you can do a 421, or a 124, or a 446 and a half, or a 6 and a half, 7, 8 for A major, then you're way ahead of the game. You know where your chords are, you can go ahead and arrange that how you want to. If not, then you can just piece it together by location. Look at where your actual melody note is located, figure out what that chord might be, and then piece in the rest. So we know right now we're going to be in D major. You could play the E right there and leave it as a, G, uh, as a D major chord. It doesn't sound bad, but we know that E is not in D major. It's in A, and that happens to be what we're using here as a 101 chord, so we can get that E in there. Okay. Back to open D. Notice we're only playing partial across the strings because the melody is actually on the middle string at the first fret. We're playing B for our melody. So we don't want to play the melody string. That would, that would be a higher pitched note than our melody and subsequently would actually drown it out a little bit. So we're only playing as far as our highest pitched note, which is the melody. And then we can do the rest of that walk up. Three, I use my middle finger to get the two and then my thumb to get three. Because I want to hang on to that G bass as long as I can. It doesn't matter about the B because you're running over it with the C sharp and the D on the middle string. But I do want to hang on to that B and let it sustain because it's a deep, rich G major chord. Let's walk up to that again. That bass string is still going. If I were to have taken my finger off of that, it would have chopped that lovely sustain. See, it would have been gone if I didn't hold on to it. So sometimes it's, it's worth the pain <laughs> to stretch and play finger twister to hang on to those notes because it, it, it really rewards in the end when you get that sustain there. Nice chord there, that's an F sharp seven. 
It's a dominant seventh chord. F sharp seven. Use that one as a pickup note. Go to our B minor. I'm using my pinky to get the one on the melody string. Thumb on the two. You can't see it really easily, but that's what's happening there. Once I hit my 210 B minor, the pinky unfolds from its pod <laughs> and nails the one right there on the melody string. Thumb gets two. And then both of those fingers come off so I can go to open D on the melody string. And then you're in position to do your three, one, like we did before, and walk up, sorry, walk up your two, three on the middle string. Okay. And then. For the chorus. Slant shape, G major. suggestions on handling some of uh, the grips for Waltzing Matilda. I'm walk through this again. music and a very very sad uh, bit of history to go with the tune and uh, some of my Australian friends say it's just weird that some people don't know the history and they, they do this song and they play it like it's a happy happy thing I like to play it kind of slow and sad like that instead of joyful if you know the story look into it it is a beautiful piece of music one of the one of the great great tunes to come out of the great land of Australia well, thank you guys so much for hanging out and going full circle with us on our journey this spring and summer. Uh, please do hang around for next week, the advanced level, as we dig deeper into all of the tunes from last month. We'll be doing Stay Awake from the Motion Picture Mary Poppins with full chords, and then we'll wrap things up with Loke Lomond for all skill levels, and then we have a bonus episode the last week of July since we have five weeks in the month, and I'm just, I have no idea what I'm going to do. Maybe you have some suggestions. 
Send them to me at bingfudge at yahoo.com. We'll see what happens. In any case, thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Keep playing. And to all of my patrons out there, you are my heart. Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon.